Yo, here we go. I'm back for another episode of the Word Encounter. I believe this is Word Encounter number four. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you're doing and all that you've done. And Father God, we just ask as we go through your word that you would reveal to us what you would have us know in this day and this hour. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. So we're going to pick up in uh, Genesis 17. <clears throat> And so we see here, um, uh, God is revealing some of the details of his covenant with Abraham. And so it says here in verse one, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him saying, I am God almighty, live in my presence and be blameless. I will set up my covenant between me and you, and I will multip multiply you greatly. And it says in verse three, then Abraham fell face down and God spoke with him. As for me, here's my covenant with you. You will become the father of many nations. Your name will no longer be Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I, uh, for I will make you the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful and I will make nations and kings come from you. I will confirm my covenant that is between me and you and your future offspring throughout their generations. It is a permanent covenant to be your God and the God of your offspring after you. And you and your future offspring, I will give the land where you are residing, all the land of Canaan, as a permanent possession, and I will be their God. So we see that God has essentially promised Abraham that you are my man, and I'm making a covenant with you, not only with you, but with your offspring. And so that is tremendous. And so as we move on in verse uh, in chapter 17, verse 10, it says, this is my covenant between uh, you. Uh, this is my covenant between me and you and your offspring after which uh, you are to keep. Every one of your males must be circumcised. Mm. You must circumcise the flesh of your foreskin to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and you. Throughout your generations, every male among you is to be circumcised, is to be circumcised at eight days old. Okay, <laughs> that, that's cool. That's cool. And so, you know, at eight days old, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't remember anything when I was eight. Uh, but Abram was circumcised at an advanced age. And so that couldn't have been cool. But that was... Um, that was a sign of the covenant between uh, God and Abram and his offspring. And then in verse 15, God says to Abraham, as for your wife, Sarai, do not call her Sarai, for Sarah will be her name. I will bless her indeed. I will give you a son by her. I will bless her and she will produce nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. So we see that uh, the, again, the name of the name is important. So God is changing her name and therefore her purpose is being changed. And so, or, or, or being realized, I should say. And so in verse 17, uh, it says, Abram fell face down. Then he laughed and said to himself, can a child be born to a hundred year old man? Can Sarah, a 90 year old woman give birth? So Abram said to God, if only Ishmael were acceptable to you. And so if you remember, Ishmael was the son of Hagar, the one that um, 
uh, Sarah gave to Abraham and then got upset about. In verse 19, it says, but God said, no, your wife, Sarah, will bear you a son and you will name him Isaac. And I will confirm my covenant with him as a permanent covenant. And so we see that the Lord is saying, no, uh, a child from you and your wife uh, is where my covenant will lie. And so in verse 18, uh, we move on and Abraham gets some visitors. He gets three visitors. And one of them, one of them says to him in verse nine, chapter 18, verse nine, where's your wife, Sarah? They asked him there in the tent. He answered, the Lord said, I will come back to you in about a year's time and your wife, Sarah will have a son. In verse 11, Abraham and Sarah were old and getting on in their years. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. So she laughed to herself. After I am worn out and my Lord is old, I will have a delight. But the Lord asked Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, can I really have a baby when I'm old? In verse 14, is anything impossible for the Lord? In other words, God is questioning them. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know what I can do? And you're up here laughing and you're essentially mocking me? No, 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 no. That's not cool. And so in verse 15, Sarah denied it. I did not laugh, she said, because she was afraid. But he replied, no, you did laugh. I know what you did. I'm standing right here. I know what you did. You laughed at me because you didn't think that what I said is possible. But I'm telling you what's going to happen. And so we move on. Some time passes by. And then um, in verse 17, again, this is chapter 18, verse 17. Then the Lord said, should I hide what I should I hide what I am about to do from Abraham? And so what's happening here is that um, Sodom and Gomorrah are just uh, off the hook. They're just doing crazy stuff. And so the Lord is saying, should I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? And so. Then in verse 20, it says, then the Lord said, the outcry against the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is immense and their sin is extremely serious. And so remember, this is where Lot is. And so this is where Abraham's nephew is. And the Lord is saying, these, these dudes, they're just they're just not doing right. So when Abraham heard this, he stepped forward and essentially starts to negotiate with the Lord. He said, uh, Lord, if, if there are 50 people there who are righteous, surely you won't destroy it for 50 people. And the Lord says, no, I won't do it. And so Abraham says, what about 40? The Lord says, no, I won't do it. What about 30? No, I won't. What about 10, Lord? What if I find 10 righteous people? Will you not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? He says, I won't destroy it for 10 righteous. The problem is there was not one righteous. And so we move on in chapter 19. And so it says in verse one, uh, two angels entered Sodom and Gomorrah in the evening as Lot was sitting in Sodom's gateway. Then Lot saw them. He got up to meet them. And so two angels come and Lot goes to meet them. And then uh, some men of the city came to Lot's house. And before they went to bed, in, in, in verse four, it says, before they went to bed, the men of the city of Sodom, both young and old, the whole population, the word says, surrounded the house. The entire population of males, old and young, surrounded the house. In verse five, they called out to Lot and said, 
Where are the men who came to you tonight? Send them out, send them out to us so we can have sex with them. And so Lot goes out and in verse eight, he says, look, I've got two daughters. I haven't been in, that haven't been intimate with the man. I'll bring them out to you and you can do whatever you want to. He's got two daughters that he's willing to exchange with these men, you know, for them to abuse, sexually abuse instead of abusing these men. That to me, that's just ratchet. I don't see how. Anyway, so we go on uh, and they start putting pressure on Lot. And then uh, so the angels grab Lot from the outside and pull him back in the house. And then so they start telling Lot, do you have anybody, any relatives or, or whatever? Because if you do, you need to grab them and get the heck out of here. Get out of this region. Get out of this vicinity. And so <clears throat> grab your wife, grab your son-in-laws, your daughters, your son, wh whoever you got. Get them and get out of here because we're about to jack this place up. And so in verse 17 in chapter 19, it says, as soon as the angels got, out, uh, got them outside, one of them said, Run for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere on the plane. Run to the mountains or you will be swept away. So he's telling them to get out of Dodge. Go, leave, and don't look back because you, you're not going to want to see what happens to this place. And then in verse 22, it says, hurry up, run to it, for I cannot do anything until you get there. And so the angels are telling Lot, we can't destroy this place until you get to a place of safety. Now, this is being done for uh, Abraham. And so is, Lot was not righteous, but because of Abraham, the angels are telling Lot to get out of here because we can't do anything until you get safe. And it's all uh, for Abraham, Abraham's behalf or all on Abraham's behalf. <clears throat> and then in verse 24, it says, then the sky of the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, burning sulfur from the Lord. He demolished these cities, the entire plain, all the inhabitants of the cities and whatever grew on the ground. But Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. So Lot's wife was not obedient. She did what she wasn't supposed to do and she got caught up in it and she turned into a pillar of salt. And so that's the way that was. And so we moved on from there into chapter 20 and we see in chapter 20 that Abraham does a similar thing he did before when they're moving on to the kingdom of Gerar and um, uh, this Abimelech is the king and Abraham does the same thing with Sarah. Tell him, you know, that you're my sister, not my wife. And, you know, at this point, she's 90 years old, but whatever. And so uh, he does that. And then the Lord comes to the king in the evening and said, don't you touch her because if you do, you're not going to live. And so the king gets mad at Abraham because he told him it was his sister. And so the same thing happens. So we move on into chapter 21. And then it says, the Lord came to Sarah. And as he had said, the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. And so Sarah became pregnant and she bore a son to Abraham in his old age. And, uh, and at the appointed time, he told him, Abraham named him, uh, named his son who was born to him, one of Sarah's, uh, the one Sarah bore to him, Isaac. And so this is where we see Isaac is born uh, in the word here. And so then there comes some tension between, uh, you know, Isaac and, 
in, in Ishmael. It's really between Hagar and Sarah. But in verse uh, 9, chapter 21, it says, But Sarah saw the son mocking. And so Abraham was throwing a feast for his son Isaac. And at this feast, Sarah witnessed that uh, Ishmael was mocking Isaac, the one Hagar, the Egyptian, had born to Abraham. So she said to Abraham, Drive out this servant with her son, for the son of this servant will not be a co-heir with my son Isaac. And so Sarah is trying to clear the pathway to make sure there are no obstacles to Isaac's ascension. And so in verse 11, chapter 21, it says, This was very distressing to Abraham because of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not be distressed about the boy and about your servant. Whatever Sarah says to you, listen to her because your offspring will be traced through Isaac. And I will also make a nation of the slave, of, of the, um, the servant's son, because he is your offspring as well. And so uh, the Lord is saying, listen to Sarah. Listen to Sarah, because what she's saying is right. And uh, But don't worry about Ishmael. Don't worry about your, your firstborn, because I'm going to take, take care of him. I'm not going to abandon him or anything. And so, but send them on their way. And so that is exactly what Abraham did uh, early in the morning. Abraham got up, took bread and water skin, put them on Hagar's shoulder and sent her and the boy away. And so he sent them away out of his household. And, um, and that's how that was. Now, <clears throat> the key here is, one of the key here, here one of the keys here is, is that apparently, and I don't know all the details, but apparently through this line is where Islam comes from. And so he made uh, eventually made a nation of Ishmael. Um, and apparently, uh, if you do some research, that's kind of the birthplace or the origins, I should say, of, of Islam. And so I find that to be very interesting. And so tomorrow... We're going to pick up in verse 22 and uh, talk about um, Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac, and we're going to move on from there. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you what you've done for us in this particular episode, Father God, and we just ask that you continue to feed us. Feed us your word. Feed us your wisdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. Everybody take care.